Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Each week, oh no. Hello and welcome <laughs> to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. I'm Brooke Boney. Linda Mariano's here as well. Each week we stroll down the market stalls of moments in culture and sample every morsel of story only to serve you the most important ones you need to try. This week yes. we're going to talk about Apple TV's new series, Physical. We'll also talk about why Rebecca Black is back and we have an update for you on the Britney Spears conservatorship battle. I've been sifting through the DMs this week on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram because last week I was divulging. I gave you a piece of my heart and that was that my Dream Club update was that my partner and I, after a very, very, very long time of being separated due to COVID, are actually... I'm knocking on wood right now, going to be reunited very soon. And I wanted a little hiking escape. I wanted to like escape to nature and really connect, just hang out, have a smooch in the trees, as Boney was saying. Mm. And I was asking for your nature escape recommendations. And Nisa, you are such a sweetie. You uh, hit us up on our Instagram DM saying, Lindy, firstly, I'm so happy that you get to be reunited with your partner. If you're wanting some beach grounding, go to Jarvis Bay. Hyams Beach is insanely serene and it doesn't even get that cold in New South Wales. There are some wonderful, relaxing retreats that people are giving me, Brookie. i got to hit them. Okay, here's a fun fact. Himes Beach has the whitest sand in the world. Even if you're not really tanned, you can lay on the sand and everyone will be like, whoa. <laughs> Look at that Mediterranean Ooh. bronzed skin <laughs> Lindy has after being in lockdown. <laughs> So, very good tip on a couple of fronts, I might say. Anissa, thank you very much. Should we get into it, Lindy? Yeah. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. All right, first up, a huge story in the world and uh, an issue that we've talked about before on this podcast, Brooke Boney, Britney Spears and her battling her conservatorship. So, Brookie, there's been an update. There's been a hearing that happened over the last week at the Los Angeles Superior Courthouse. Some very passionate Free Britney supporters were hanging around outside. Have a listen to these. What do we want? Free Britney! When do we want it? Now! Free Britney Spears! If you are new to what the Britney Spears conservatorship means, we spoke about it a little while ago, but it's essentially that Britney Spears has been under a conservatorship rule uh, by her father, Jamie Spears, for the last 13 years. So what does this mean, little wolfies? This means that she essentially can't make decisions about her personal life, about her work schedule, about her finances. She has come out and said that the conservatorship under rule of her father is not something that she has wanted to be a part of for several years now. 
that it has been essentially an abusive relationship between Brittany and her family's rule and that she just wants the right for the conservatorship to end because it has governed her life for the last 13 years. She's said, yes, it's abusive. She says that her father has been exerting control over her life without her best interests at heart. And if you look at any of what Brittany has said, it's been really quite horrible, hasn't it? Yeah. So what we, I guess, know now is that the conservatorship goes way further than um, what is appropriate. So like conservatorships are for people who are literally incapable of making decisions for themselves. Think of people who have been in horrific accidents, people who have like really serious degenerative brain conditions, old people. That's who they're reserved for. Britney Spears is under one because of her mental health um, episodes, um, you know, that were very, very public. But we know now that that extends even to like her reproductive decisions. She came out this week and said that she has an IED, uh, one of those devices that you have in your uterus to stop you from having children, that she doesn't want and um, that she'd love to be able to get married and have a family. And so Mm. I think for, you know, for onlookers, it's not just an issue of like, a pop star who's being kept at home and, you know, is unable to go for drives and go shopping when she wants anymore. It's a really, really serious, like, human rights violation. People are allowed to make decisions about their own bodies. She's obviously capable. Like, she may have some issues that we're not um, completely across, but that's still such an overreach. And I think that we need to get our law degrees. Uh, We need to become Elwoods. We need to get in there and we need to represent <laughs> Britney. We need to free her from the, the grasp of Jamie Spears immediately. It is quite traumatising. The full transcript of what happened at the hearing is online if you want to read through the entire thing. But basically it's the first time that Britney has ever actually spoken out about the details of what the conservatorship means in her life. So she made so many serious allegations during this hearing where she essentially spoke for 24 minutes straight and they transcribed it to the court. So she talked about being drugged uh, against her will. She talked about being forced to work seven days a week. She talked about the fact that her Las Vegas residency was not of her own choosing. She likened her having to work seven days a week to sex trafficking, not being given the privacy to even change her clothing, having people around her at all times, having security that weren't there so much to protect her but to keep her in her own home and like you said like not being able to have a baby not being able to get into her boyfriend's car and have him just drive around and and take a day off it's really really heartbreaking and she talks about her mental health issues and then you know it gets heard in the court and where it's at now is that the paperwork needs to be filed so that we can actually go through with the conservatorship potentially ending for her. Like this was a hearing where she was able to give a statement but no formal paperwork has been done so nothing can be done until that happens. The other option then is that we maybe get all of the people who stormed Area 51 together and let's storm Brittany's compound. It's, I mean, we've got to do something. We can't leave her in Get the her languishing. Out. Get her out. Get her out now. Let her go, Jamie. Jamie's lawyer responded on behalf of him after Brittany gave her statement. Wait, do a funny saying, funny voice that like how you would think that Jamie would oh, talk. Oh no, no, it's Jamie's lawyer. So Brittany says, All I want is to own 
my money for this to end for my boyfriend to drive me in his fucking car. Like it's, I've told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, but I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. And then the attorney of Jamie's said like, he is sorry to see his daughter suffering and in so much pain. She has an Australian accent. Mr. Spears loves his daughter and misses her very much. <laughs> so <laughs> he, oh, sounds, he sounds like a rat bag. Oh, that's what a terrible. Quote. I know, I know, I know. That's right. So essentially, Brittany needs to get her lawyer to do the paperwork to file to end the conservatorship. If Jamie Spears then rebuts that, then it could go to trial for years, which would be horrendous because she wants her IUD out. She wants to get pregnant again. She wants freedom. And we will, of course, keep you beautiful wolfies updated. Now, this is another one. It's a little bit disturbing. It's a week of disturbing content, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new TV show. That's why we laugh. We laugh through the pain. We laugh through through the the disturbingness. Uh, Laugh or cry, laugh or cry, laugh, of course, always. Um, There's a new TV show on Apple TV Plus, which you would have seen. you would have seen Rose Byrne doing all the press for. It's about this woman who is, um, well, here's the official blurb, a quietly tortured woman supports her husband's bid for state assembly while battling personal demons until she finds release through the world of aerobics. So basically it's Rose Byrne as this character who is an oppressed and depressed housewife. Um, she finds some solace in aerobics and dance and, and other other sorts of exercise. But it follows her like journey from, you know, first learning aerobics to sort of making it on her own as like a Jane Fonda style um, star of aerobics. And so like these stars were like the YouTubers of their time. They were huge. Women looked up to them. Men wanted to be with them. Um, but underneath all of this is this really Sinister. insidious dis- like disease that she's battling. She's got an eating disorder and it's really disturbing. Lindy, what struck me is that it's just pretty awful that we've let this whole industry make us feel so awful about our beautiful, wonderful, complex bodies and like that it is an industry and that they're profiting from us feeling bad about ourselves and that this is something that at that point in time, women didn't really think about their bodies in that sort of way before then. I think women have always strived to look a certain way, looking through fashion, looking at how small waists needed to be for corset wear, etc. But this was a time where it could be really widely spread, where it could be pushed on as like a use of commerce. It became a real capitalist thing to throw 80s aerobics instructors to become these kind of pinnacles of success, to be happy, to be healthy, to be fit, to be really sexy and to look really glamorous as well. It made being fit be really glamorous. And if you watch the show, you'll you'll kind of see it kind of sits in that really 80s sheen of kind of the way that Glow looks a little bit of the way that Stranger Things looks. So it's in that era. But like you said, because she's got this dialogue that goes throughout the whole thing, you realise how 
ugly that is. And it really, I don't know, for me it was a show that was so far, and there's four episodes that are out at the moment, it's a show that's about mental health more than it is about anything else. It's about these awful inner dialogues that we have and and particularly that women have. It is so... What's the opposite of complimentary? Like it's these constant She's just constantly insults. degrading herself and every yeah. woman around her. Like it's constant degradation and in the meanest possible terms. I found it difficult to watch in parts, not because I ever speak to yeah. myself like that, but just because it's like watching someone be bullied, you know, and it, it sort of doesn't sit right yeah. with you. This is going to be triggering for people with those sorts of mental health conditions. So like don't. Please don't watch it if you have that. If you or mm. anyone you know needs support with that sort of stuff as well, like I know the Butterfly Foundation is pretty lovely. It's Heads difficult. Up. It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be interested to see because they are just folding these episodes out week by week. I'd be interested to see what happens because if Sheila, the main character of Physical, was on Instagram, it would say, you know, she slash her depressed and depressed, now fitness queen. But it's the the journey of her becoming this this queen of aerobics in the 80s. I'd be interested to see whether it's founded on something that turns into positive, like if it fills the whole of her eating disorder, if she triumphs through that, if she finds power and if it becomes how she feels good as opposed to just being motivated by looking a certain way. Um, hey, it's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. You know that song, don't you, Lindy? Never heard of it. In fact, happy anniversary. I think it came out, what, like 10 years ago now. Yeah, Rebecca Black. So she just has been putting out some new content, some new music. Um, and I was reading this article on The Atlantic that I wanted to tell you about where they were talking about how there's a whole group of people who found solace in Friday, the song, the whole movement, if you will, the whole mm. cultural phenomenon. Because remember at the time she got absolutely slammed. Everyone said this is a bloody joke. Her mother paid $4,000 for her to record this song um, so that she could be a pop star and it had sort of like all of the elements of what a pop star should be. And everyone just thought this girl is a joke, this song is a joke. She's driving around in like some convertible or something with some friends mm. talking about going shopping or whatever. It is. The lyrics are quite complex. Sometimes I can't understand them. So you have to excuse <laughs> me if they go over the top of my head. Um, but it, it said that there's this whole group of people who really identified with her but only once everyone in the world turned against her. So there's all of these mm. like kids who are gay and sitting at home going like, oh, well, I feel like the world is against me too. Like I identify with Rebecca Black or like people who were just outsiders and they identified with her and that there's this real um, sort of nostalgia for that sort of stuff now because, you know, times were simpler back then, Lindy. It's pretty wonderful or awful that the whole world bullied a 13-year-old girl <laughs> because she mm. was following her dream. But wonderful that they all found a little community together. Like her being the underdog made her like the 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 relatable, the otherness. It's the otherness, isn't it? 
Yes, it's the othering of her and then everyone else and then they're all like, oh, well, you know what? Now we're a community, so screw you guys. But I've been enjoying listening to older music in in recent times. Like I've been going back to – this what? is so lame, really, really lame. But on, sometimes when it. I've been running, I've been listening to – Oh, my God. Every episode, Brooke just reminds me that she's been running, you know. And and I, I know you're saying this because where I am, it's rainy um, – and and, and I'm, I'm, I told you, I already told you, I feel guilty when I don't do my 10,000 steps. Anyway, what are you listening to when you're running? A bit of Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so not the not the Backstreet, not the third album, but the first two. The one with, like, as long as switch. you love me. You know, like, I don't oh. care who you are, where you're from. Don't care, don't what, care what you, you did. As long as you love me. I think, I think it's like we're all sort of returning to things that are a bit more comfortable. And maybe that's why people are thinking more about Rebecca Black at the moment too. I, I once listened to this podcast that was about the science of nostalgia and why we actually find it comforting. And it was these scientists talking about the the reason that we love bittersweet things and it's because particularly in moments of isolation or loneliness or depression, which is what so many people are like encountering more because of what has happened in the last year and like almost year and a half of our lives. But we need to turn to a time when things seemed to make sense. And particularly as children, like when you're 10 or or even up until the point when you're like 20, you sit um, at a moment where we encounter things with innocent eyes, where we're not seeing the with the complexity or with the baggage or the kind of the jaded critique that you would have as someone who is older. And and the scientists were saying that like the biggest trigger of going down a nostalgic like route, like wanting to listen to nostalgic music from the past or dive into like old photo albums is the sense of loss. So it's kind of this triggering thing that when you're in a in a sense of loss or feeling stress that you want the the ease of of comfort of simpler times go and oh listen God, which, to rebecca black which is why it, go and listen yeah, to backstreet boys do yourself sense, a little favor this is a hug this is an audio hug and actually this is a new directive from the chief health officer everyone has to listen to music that they were listening to when they were 10 It's our beautiful favourite time of the week, Lindy, where we get to have a little update, a little Dream Club update, and share a little DNM. What's on your mind this week? What's on my mind is that I, like everybody in Greater Sydney, is in lockdown and I was thinking of some fun things that I can do while I live at home on my own. And do you know what I've decided to do? I'm switching up my own time zones. 
I'm changing things around. So I've started doing stuff at different times in the day, watching a movie in the morning, taking a bath in the morning. Never do it. Changing it around. I actually do I that all the you, time. I love a good I bath. I know you do. I never, I, I, I never let myself do a bath before I'm like bedtime, Lindy, and then I work during the day. So I actually swapped it around. I was like, you know what? Watch a movie in the morning, take a bath during the day, do some work at night, chill out, Lindy. You're the boss of yourself because you're like working from home. Change things up, mix things around. It ain't too bad, baby. Stay safe. I love that so much because when you sort of realise that there aren't any rules around that sort of structure, the yeah. sky's the limit. The, like sky's literally, the limit. You could be on LA time if you wanted to. But right That's now you're I on thought. holidays in LA. No one can tell you yeah. otherwise. That's right. My routine's out the bloody window and I'm loving it. I have been off work for the last week and a half on holidays, on annual leave. And I have to say, like off the Today Show, I mean, so no more, um, no early starts. Even though I've been doing little bits and pieces of work, mm. I have to say that it's just so, so important for everyone to take a break from work because I feel a, like a million bucks after just having some sleep-ins, um, indulging in some food, doing some nice walks. I've even been doing stuff like just going for walks that I would be doing normally and but just taking a much longer time and like you know getting a coffee on the way or like you know getting a no rat race no rat race Mm. it just makes such a big big difference boom 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 we love you we'll be back next wednesday but until then thank you very much for listening to this episode it's a special one. Join our Dream Club. Follow us at the Dream Club Podcast on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button as well so that you don't miss any episodes and leave us a little cheeky review. Actually, just go there and write cheeky. Hey, cheeky. That's what yeah, I want you cheeky. to write. Or maybe the, the peach emoji. Cheeky and a peach emoji. And also tag us in a pic. Um, we want to know what your... Um, what your songs are this week that are making you yeah. feel good and, and a bit nostalgic. So um, share them with us. Go and tell your friends, all that stuff. And we'll see you yeah. next week. Love ya. They're cute. They're cute. Sorry. <laughs> Vitamin C, you're back, baby. You better hit My favourite bit is that guitar. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Listener.